Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz. Uh, apologies if my mic sounds a little bit weird. Uh, did drop it, so I have got another one coming, thankfully. Uh, and it's a bit of an upgrade back to what I used to have before Baby Fizz broke the old one. Uh, microphones and children, not a great combo, people. Uh, but thankfully, I'm joined by someone who sounds Ow! here and there. Stato, it's been a while. It has been a while. I, I will say, uh, apologies, your microphone is not fantastic. Uh, my body is not fantastic. Uh, still in recovery phase, but certainly a hell of a lot better than, than what I was. So I've been smashed by the vid. Um, but thankfully, um, being at the high risk uh, age of 93, I've worked through it. Um and uh, coming out the other end. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to getting back to life. So I've been cooped up for two weeks. Yeah, like Jesus, he is risen. So uh, <laughs> just wanted to say thanks to everyone who's uh, supported us on the Buy Me A Coffee uh, thing. The the link's in the description uh, on the socials this week. I know we didn't do it last week. We weren't sure 100% that it would work. So uh, there we go. But uh, thank you for all those who have supported it. And we will be giving away the box of select pristine prestige footy cards uh, next week. So another week to um, to have a crack at the footy cards. But, yeah, very much thank you to everyone who's uh, chipped in. Uh, the draft, uh, the Craft Doctors pod uh, every Friday. We've got a couple of cracking guests lined up uh, over the next few weeks. So looking forward to that. And the article's still absolutely pumping out three times a week. The boys are doing some great work there. So, of course... Check out everything and uh, stay updated on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the website and all that sort of good stuff. Sato, on to the actual football. What did we notice this week? Well, what I did notice is we've just hit winter. Um, and no surprise to everyone, it's nice and beautiful and cold, except for where I live, which has been beautiful and warm. Nice 31 degrees today, mate. Sun's out. Beautiful. No, beautiful. We, we had we had nine, felt like three. <laughs> Um, but what happens in the winter time? Well, uh, we start to get colder games. We start to get wetter games. So that's on the way now. We started to see a fair bit of that this weekend, which means it is your big and season bodies that will start dominating games. So I'll use a classic example. Taylor Adams has been pretty disappointing this year with uh, Collingwood's new game plan, his time on ground. Um, but all of a sudden, a um, bit of a wet game, and uh, he increased his impact, uh, scored his second ton for the season this weekend, and looks like this is the time of year that's going to be absolutely perfect for him. So that's the thing I've noticed, and you should start looking at trade targets around that, and I just gave a hint of what my trade target's going to be. Yeah, absolutely, and a lot of those guys are going to be Pretty well dirt cheap, Stato. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've noticed a couple of things this this week, and and one, it, I mean, if you're just not if you're not playing just everyone against West Coast because they aren't trying, they they do not care. It, it's that should be a fifth forward every week is just anyone against West Coast uh, in the forward yeah. line. It's it's unbelievable. Um, but the other thing is just that last-minute ripple effect, and I think I've mentioned it earlier on in the year. Uh, we had the laid out down at Geelong with Collar Jasney out, 
And a lot of people have picked up Blixarves, and he's been just lights out off the um, waiver wire. Even when Stanley's been in the team, he's been rock solid because he gets a lot of rock time. That's a key defender that's gone out of the team, and they've brought in Luke Dahlhouse, not exactly like for like, I think yeah. it's fair to say. And just that ripple effect. Not that Blixarves was unrosterable, but he went from being basically a top 10 defender to, to really putting out a pool-worthy score. Um, mm. I'm not suggesting to give it away, but it's just something to monitor um, going forward. I think everyone who picked up Blixarves know there's a shelf life there. Um, yeah. You're coming to the end of it. I think you got a little bit more play, but it's just that ripple effect on a, on a week-to-week basis. It, it's not, not necessarily him, but certainly one to, to monitor there. And Melbourne, oh my God. Mm. Stephen May. Yeah. Who knew? Worth, worth whatever they're paying him. Yeah. Remarkable. So anyway, yeah, there was a, it was an interesting week of football. Um, didn't didn't see so much um, whinging, I guess you could say, on the Twitter's <laughs> state. People just enjoyed yeah. the matches, I think. Yeah. It helps when you get good footy. And Essendon aren't playing. Yeah, that's true. So... Uh, well, they go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, on to the waivers. Uh, always yes. interesting waivers. Yeah. So let's uh, start with uh, the shallow league. So the ones players that have got a little bit higher ownership. So James Peatling is the first one. 60% owned. He's coming off his buy. Um, look, he did have a really good matchup, but he backed up a really good score in his return to the team. So he's averaging 104 since he's got back into that team. He's sort of playing that high half-forward role, which is always conducive to, to decent scoring. So he's uh, worth a punt. Um, the next one I've been really impressed with, and it's Callum Wilkie, 66% owned. Um, he's a defender that's just got a beautiful role intercepting um, quite regularly. Uh, these are his last four scores. He's coming off the bye this weekend as well. Uh, 95, 74, 82 and 86. And he's available in quite a few leagues. Um, talking about hard-bodied midfielders, um, this one's just starting to become a, a pretty good solid citizen and that's James Jordan he's 76% owned um, and be really good uh, backup for your midfield Uh, and last but not least in the shallows before I hand it back to Steve for his shallows uh, Ed Richards uh, 73% owned um, heading into his buy this week so be mindful of that but uh, he's really started to kick on 75 he's averaging in his last five games yeah absolutely um, I've got uh, still Liam Baker 82% fl- freely available Hunter Clark I'd imagine he gets a game yeah uh, 74% owned couple who are going to be on buy but I think they're worth a look that's Zach Guthrie, he has been really, really good um, over the last month and a bit, uh, and Bows. So yeah, it's. It, I know there's a lot of questions about what's going to happen at Gold Coast, and I don't think it's a lay down Mazair, but it's it's certainly worth a, a look. Uh, oh, and Jesse, Jesse, got Great West, it's no, GWS yeah. playing North. Holy hell! Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, 
All right, going into the deep, uh, I've got Mitch Owens. He's 21% owned. He's a rookie, uh, spends a bit of time up forward, but uh, gets a bit of uh, mid-time as well. Had a 95 before his buy. So he's a big one in keepers as well. Uh, Sam Reed, 23% owned. Look, he's a stream only, but a good scorer for the right matchup. 110 this week. Uh, um, without May in that defensive zone for Melbourne. Um, one who I think can possibly get the bump um, through the the um, um, Lockie Weller disaster is Connor Buderick, um, 50% owned defender, and he should be the one that gets a bit of a, a win. He's been alternating uh, of whether he's been a release player or a closed-down player, Uses the footy extremely well. I think they'll free him up. Um, and they might bring in Lemons to play that sort of closed-down role. And last but not least is uh, one I've been liking for for a while, but it's been a slow burn, and that's Jack Ross, uh, 35% owned. Uh, decent stream and good depth for your midfield. Um, slowly increasing his role and also his scoring. A couple of games back, he scored a 90. So, Jack Ross. Yeah, yeah, he has been pretty good. Uh, I'll just throw in a couple extras. I've got Archie Perkins at uh, 48%. He was really mid-heavy last last game for Essendon. He he was the main man for them. I, I know the score wasn't huge. But even if he doesn't get that main inside role, mid forwards are actually scoring pretty nicely against Carlton. That's um, not a bad matchup. So I might might have a, a little nibble there. And the other one is, it's, and it's not a great matchup again. Uh, Shane Edwards has actually <coughs> sort of come to life. Uh, yeah. Not sure how that's occurred, but look, he's been better. So that's that's all I'm looking for at this point. Uh, and like yeah. I mentioned, uh, everyone. Everyone is scoring well if you're a key defender against Melbourne. It's it's like the best matchup on the board aside from uh, uh, key forwards against West Coast. So Darcy Moore, have have a crack. Yeah, have a crack. I can't believe how good it is. It's it's like Ben Brown is just toast, right? At this point. Yeah, it's kind of like. Um, when Collingwood would just pump the ball inside 50 ad nauseum and, and score enough to win, and, and it's kind of Melbourne of that team now. Yeah. So, anyway, on to the trade targets. Stato, who you got? Who are you buying? Yeah. Well, you I sort of... Earlier. Yeah, I did. Um, and it is the man, Taylor Adams. So, we're talking someone that's uh, averaged 83. So, um, he's... An M7 at best through this season, and people would have uh, purchased him uh, at, at a fair expense, um, probably thinking he's a ton. So owners would be a bit sick of Taylor Adams. So averaging that low, um, you could offer uh, someone that has uh, got a bit of early hype, so maybe a Nick Martin, um, just coming off 113 forward status, uh, averaging around about the same mark. Uh, I think the likelihood that, that Nick Martin's scores will fade and Taylor Adams will rise. So uh, I certainly think that Taylor Adams is a really good buy uh, just before we hit into this uh, slow, wet-weather footy. 
Yeah, well, it's actually interesting we're mentioning a couple of uh, guns. Uh, my trade target is Zach Merritt. Uh, yeah. Don't don't often mention. I try I try not to mention really high profile guys, but Zach Zach Merritt's been good, not not great. Yep. He's lost a lot of that inside time. Uh, did sort of come back in that last game, so he's just been going. Uh, he is a second half player. I think Warney tweeted out some stats, so I, I'd probably buy into that. The worst that happens is he keeps going the way he's going, but he, he's about as gettable captain option slash gun as you're probably going to get at this point in time. Yeah. So, Zach Merritt. On to the awards. Stato. Yeah. Bit yes. of John Jarrett junk time. Yes. Well, I think we need to, to raise one guy in, in Maxi Gorn for a, a massive 50 points in the, in the last quarter. That's just quite incredible. Um, who else did you have? Well, see, I, I don't. I try to steer away from the big last quarters. Just if, if the game's tight. So Jack Jack Good. Redden had forty nine points. Yeah. In, in what's a schmozzle of a game? Yeah, it was a schmozzle of a game. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, we, we got any other nominations? Uh, I think someone messaged us. There was another West Coast player. Might have been Gaff. I don't know. Fifty points from Gorn, that's pretty yeah, it's only two it's goals pretty though. Yeah. Um see oh Luke Shuey got forty two. They junk it up West Coast. They do. <laughs> Terrible. They um do. Ball adjacent player of the week. Right. Um I, I had Jaden Hunt. He had three disposals. <laughs> Ooh, and, really? and and zero other stats, so no free kicks, no oh. tackles, no freeze against. Eighty five percent time on ground. Wow! And he gave you three three handballs. You got six points. Wow, way. Yeah, that is uh, not good. What about uh, Kane Turner? Yeah, I did see that one as well, but he. he he like gave a he laid a tackle or something. So I was like, ah, what a star! Well, he didn't have a he didn't have a touch. He, he played a uh, hundred and thirteen minutes game time. He didn't have a touch, a score, a tackle, or anything in the second half. <laughs> it's, just, it's like whatever the reversal of John Jarrett junk time is. That's yeah, that's yeah. some inverse junk. We can't put your boy Chole on, can we? I, I know. Oh, that's we've... rough. He kicked the goal. Yeah. Well, his second half was minus two. <laughs> <laughs> he probably scored twice, but Ben Brown did. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah ben Brown's so had... close every every week. <laughs> I um I actually play a um a, a draft league that um has that unique scoring. You get 20 points per goal. Uh, you get it for spoils and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's organised by Rain Man. Oh, yeah. And, and um, I, a couple of forwards uh, got injured, so I thought, oh, I need a couple of blokes to bring in and cover, and I brought in Ben Brown <laughs> about three weeks ago. <laughs> After two weeks of living through that, I went, no, I need to go elsewhere. Fucking oath, man! You can't have that. Uh, and the the Amber Heard shit the bed of the week. 
shit the bed of the week. Um, I haven't got one, so um, go for your life. Um, I got got Bailey Smith. Like, I try to get a gun who's just done terrible. Bailey Smith's given you 63 and a Glasgow kiss. To, yeah, uh, to, to miss a couple. Weeks. Yeah, to the owners. Yeah, <laughs> so and and a buy coming up, so he's <laughs> missing the next three. And he was crooked the week before. Yeah, it's a really good call. It's a really good call. Oh, you could say Jed Anderson. So one hundred and forty nine <sighs> one week. Um, it's a bit harsh because he's still got seventy four. But and Sh- Sean Darcy's on on the way to it. <laughs> oh, isn't he? What? What's going on? He must be crooked. Must be. So they've brought brought in Meek. Yeah. Um, so you've got to think Sean Darcy is unwell. You'd have to. <laughs> yeah, so he's recovering from the flu or something. Yeah. Because even Meek, Meek's doubled his score, and I've noticed Meek spending a hell of a lot more time um, sitting there um, as the ruckman, as the main ruck. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, since this show has just now turned into a comedy awards show, uh, <laughs> that's all we're talking about these days. We can bring back everyone's favourite segment, which is players getting a game game before Fiorini. <laughs> all right, well, let's have a look at this. Um, uh, I won't pick you, man. Um, uh, how I saw about- an. All- oh, Do you see it? Someone posted their All Australian team. Chol was on the bench. Like it's just a Twitter user, but I was like, oh "My God, what was that? Was that before or after his minus two in the second half?" That was before. That was before, and they weren't they belting him. It was the second quarter. That uh, uh, he's probably won this award before, and look, he is a hard nut, so you, you, he probably plays a role for the team. But Nick Holman, <laughs> he's laid like twenty tackles in Darwin the last yeah. fortnight. <laughs> He's the name that sticks out. It does. It does. Mm. It does. And he, look, he's not the worst player, but, you know, how many other teams would he be getting a game in? He's one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. People would have played Nick Holman in fantasy this week with the boys. Yeah. And he scored would've. 69. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Anyway, onto the Twitter questions, which is um, probably the Long. main part of the show these days, besides the comedy awards. We don't even have to talk football, apparently. We can just have questions and comedy awards. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> asks, if you were to draft... Oh, this is kills me because we have this sort of question all the time. I forget the guy who used to ask it. I think it was Scott. If you were to draft people from all the AFL fantasy podcasts, who would be the first three picks? Oh, wow. From other? Well, yeah, I assume so. Because yeah. he's a nice bloke. I've got to go warning one. He's the best. Yeah, he is. He's just a ripper. He's just a ripper. Um, I'll go uh, number two. Um, and it's... Uh, he, not always fantasy, but he's done a lot of fantasy stuff, and that's Footy Rhino. Jeez, that seems the easy way out. Why? Does he even do one anymore? Yeah, of course he does. He does. Um, he does actually two a week with oh, okay. um, Hardball Gets. 
Oh, okay. Um, no, it's really good. So you got to pick one more. Got to pick one more. Um, do I? I'll have to go Holmesy because I'm not going to say Dos. <laughs> I feel like the last. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like. Um, I always like, yeah, Warney's obviously number one. I always like MJ. I reckon he's about as good a host as you get. He's um, he's a good host. Yeah, he's just all all class there. Uh, and I like the him and, um, him and Dossie have got a constant competition going on. It is who can say the longest question in history. <laughs> <laughs> and and I reckon both of them fall into a habit of actually giving you the answer while they're asking the question. That's oh, that's so funny, isn't it? When they want to um, ask a question, which is you're supposed to like set someone up, right? When you're asking a question yeah. on a show and it's like, I can't just let you have it. I've got to let everyone yeah. know that I'm fucking smart enough to be on top of this shit as well. <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, third, third is everyone. Everyone's just great. So, um, Oh, that's Fucking you! You pick, said I'll I pick, went easy. I'll pick you, Stato. I, I, love, I love you. I love you all. <laughs> I hate that. I don't. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't really listen to that many these days. I listen to. I'll check in on them and just see what's happening. If there's a new show, I tend to listen to it. Um, and so, just what you're it. trying to say here is, uh, even though I do quite a bit of podcasting, you don't listen to any other stuff I do. I try not to. The only time you listen to me is when I'm recording for you, is what you're saying. I listened to the last, I listened to the free pod pod. We are lucky enough to, to, to for the, the show to be given out to the dregs of society. And I listened to that and it sounded like you were dying and I, I couldn't have yeah. it. I was like, I have to turn this off. I can't listen to Stato in so yeah, much pain. I was shocking, I must admit. So, um. Anyway, uh, Miller Time asks, why does my Listener League team lose all the time? Every time I check, I think, hey, this team's actually pretty good. Am I out of the touch or is it the rest of the comp who are wrong? Uh, the Listener League, I'm going to get out of last place, thank Christ, this week. Um, but there is a, just a runaway team, which is sort of making the rest of the league pretty tight. Although I reckon that runaway team might slow down a little bit in the next couple of weeks so it'll be interesting to see ninja uh waiver rating soon how much weight do we put on the round 12 buyers or just take best available who is playing um well uh, here's a little tip i and i think steve and i have players like this that we use the waivers and we use the waivers quite regularly so if you if your league's playing through the buys like all my leagues do um, then I'm actually getting rid of round 12 players in round 12, round 12 by players in round 12. But they're just the fringe ones, the ones I can accept that I'm going to lose them while I'm recruiting round 13 and 14s, and then I'll do that through there. So if you're actually smart, um, you can pick the eyes out of the coaches. So I would be targeting the round 12 players because there'll be more of them on the waivers this week. Surly asks, what to do with Heaney? He feels super jaggy, but I'm worried the minute I trade him, he'll turn into the second coming of Gary Ablett. Please talk sense into me as I own him in three different drafts. 
Yeah, I, I Sydney have got so many midfielders. So unless there's injuries, I, I can't see him getting that full time mid. So he's a match up type of guy. Get a um, as you were talking about, which club West Coast? So when playing West Coast, you put the C on him because he's going to kick a bag. Um, but look, unfortunately, Heaney isn't the second coming like we were expecting. There was a lot of talk there is going to be a permanent midfielder. He isn't that. Especially if you have him in three leagues, maybe I'd trade him off in two. Yeah. Um, just keep one share or whatever. Yeah, depends what the rest of your forward line is. He, he's still a, a fieldable forward. Yeah. But if you've got a strong forward line and you've got a weakness somewhere else, um, use what his value is, which is quite large, because um, his, his average is pretty good. He started the season magnificently well. Yeah. Um, but the, the wetter it gets, the harder it will be for him to score high. Ollie asks, any players from round 12 teams to target off of waivers? Well, I think we spoke about quite a few. Um, yeah. So what was that question again? Any players to target off um, the buy teams? You're talking trade targets? No, off waivers. He said off waivers. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we spoke about quite a few of them. Yep. Uh, Greg... Now Epstein is in the rearview mirror. Can we have some words from statesmen on young men under 24 for our keeper leagues, of course, <laughs> since we all bought the draft kit? Um, well, we actually should do maybe um, uh, maybe at that last bye weekend that we do a little mini um, breakout keeper content. So maybe I'll do a list. Maybe, yeah, okay. I'll do a, maybe I'll do a top 10 um, breakouts. For next year. Yeah. Yep, love it. Uh, Greg also asks, uh, since the band is back together, another ISO draft. Well, we're not, because Cam's missus birthday is... Well, it was yesterday. Guess whose birthday it is today, Stato, when the listeners are listening. This big fellas. How old? 42. 42. Uh, best baby names or best baby swag? Oh, who knows? It's, it's just a bit. It's a bit, man. <laughs> we know Stato will be. We know Stato prepped will be prepared. What? Why would I be prepped with baby names? I have no idea. Haven't I? Haven't I told you all I hate kids? I, think it's well, I shouldn't you... say that because I think that was Jimmy Savile's line. Oh, he used wait, that line is... as the deflection line. Ah, oh, right. I, I watched the, the Jimmy Savile documentaries. I watched the Ghislaine documentaries, and I watched the Epstein documentaries while I was in ISO. Um, watched them all, so I'm I'm sort of all up to speed in depravity and all their tactics. They're shocking. It was yes, everyone else yes. covering up for them. No, no, no. Everyone knows their acts were shocking, but... How they got away with it constantly, people covering it up. How much Money. bad have you and Jono done when you guys used your power through the podcast community to, to keep the bad news? Didn't you listen away. to the first Craft Doctors? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freo asks, have all the other members quit after how good last week's show was? Oh, God, yeah, what? that was painful. It was good, though. It was good yeah. listening. Um, 
what's what's the worst thing Tommy Pham has done? Slapping Jock Peterson or publicly revealing Mike Trout as a bad commissioner? Did you see this, Nato? No. I know you're not no. about American sports, but yeah, there was a big thing like two teammates, like the dude slapped his teammate. And then the other teammate went out and just cussed him out, saying how he's a shit commissioner in their fantasy league. These are major league <coughs> baseball players in America. Oh wow! It was um, particularly entertaining. Uh, the worst thing is slapping Jock Peterson because he's a champion with the Dodgers. Um, so that's the worst. Matt asks, "See how good footy can be in the North when played at the right time of year? Who's dumber, AFL for scheduling games in Cairns or in April, or leagues who don't don't play through the bye weeks?" Say that one again. Yeah, see, you're saying that the football was good in in, um, Darwin, I guess, um, as opposed to when it was Cairns in April. Who's worse, the AFL for the scheduling or the leagues that don't play through the bye weeks? Leagues that don't play through the bye weeks. Um, The leagues that don't play through the bye weeks. I I love the strategy through the byes. I always try to get two out of three, but I, I... work hard to try and get all three wins. Um, April shouldn't be bad in Cairns. Man, we got to move faster. I am, I am under the pump here. Oh, sorry. Let's go. Sorry. My uh, Tom, which rule changes in the AFL have worked and haven't worked in your opinion? Uh, the stand rule, I reckon, has really worked. The scoring is up. It's more attacking. I love it. Alex, who takes Weller's spot? Do we just spin a wheel? Well, you've got to think uh, the the potential is Bowles because he's potentially coming back. But I reckon that they might free up Buderick and therefore bring in Lemons to play the closed-down role. Yeah, I reckon there's a couple of options there. I don't know that it's as cut and dried as as we might think from the outside because we all kind of like bows and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and they they could bring back Fiorini and throw. I mean, it's probably not likely they're going to move Swallow again. He's playing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ollie asks, "Is Stato alive?" Well, he's on the show. BBBBBBBB asks, "Who to get out of Laird Mills, McRae, and Keys after their buy?" This is a draft show. BBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBB
Frio asks, also, could we have a return of a favorite, Australia's favorite segment? We you did. got it. Uh, and Archie, last question. Trade targets for a draft keeper league. Run home. Side in premiership window. You need... Oh, sorry. Any trade targets for the keeper league? Run home. Trade targets. Is he after a position or just There's just Just to says in general. Um, well, who, who did you have as your trade target? My, I'm um, Taylor Adams. Well, I had, yeah, Merritt. Um, was he after a keeper one, though? Well, it's a keeper league. Okay. Um, I, I would look at these. We've got three young blokes coming through. So Mitch Owens, is it... Uh, um, Solly uh, Soligo at Adelaide and Brad Howe um, or Hoff at West Coast Eagles. Those three look like they're going to be magnets. Um, they're only playing their first year, so you're not going to get um, um, massive scoring for this year. But for a keeper, uh, fantastic long term. All right, and he needs to win a flag now with one of these. Keep long-term or trade out Rich, Jake Lloyd, or Hayden Young. Uh, Hayden Young. You're keeping? Yeah, absolutely. So, Hayden Young. Uh, 85 so far today. He might even turn up. Um, very impressive. I think he's averaging 90 in his last uh, five. Uh, he's around that mark. He's certainly impressive. So the question is, are you tr- who are you trading out and keeping to win the flag out of Rich and Lloyd? Uh, probably Rich. You're Lloyd's keeping. Uh, keeping to, to win. To win. No, you're keeping yeah, Young. Yeah. You, you, you're, yeah. you're trading Keeping Lloyd. Rich. Yep, correct. Lloyd's got... Um, some value and his job's being shared around. What a what a fall! <laughs> My God, yeah, remarkable, isn't it? Anyway, the listeners, that's all the questions we have for this week. Mrs. Fizz is giving me the stink eyes. Stink I can eye. hear kids absolutely going ballistic in the other room. So <laughs> bad times for me. Um, with <laughs> you'll be listening to it on my birthday, so maybe tomorrow's better. Um, Happy birthday. Thanks, mate. And uh, again, check out the um, the buy me a coffee thing. And thank you so far to everyone for their support. It's it's meant the world. And uh, everyone who's checking out the craft doctors, the response has been uh, quite unbelievable. I'm very impressed. And happy birthday to Jen too. Yeah. See you. Thanks for listening to the Draft Doctors podcast. For more tips and in depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au. 